If you don't have a Bible, we just want to give you a Bible in your hand to, to be able to follow along with us so you can be on the same page. Literally, get that same page. It was like a joke, but it wasn't a joke. But yeah, if you don't have a Bible and you'd like to just follow along with one, grab one and we will, um, and we will help us learn how to use a Bible because that's cool because that's the Word of God. So if you don't have a Bible, lift up your hand and we'll just put one in your hand and you can borrow it. Yeah, give one to Shanara, Liana. They'll borrow one. Who, who owns a Bible and doesn't bring it to youth? Bring it to youth next week. Bring, your, bring out note-taking device and stuff like that. But um, is it, hey, Mariah, can you just grab me a bottle of water? Give Mariah a clap. She's awesome. Thank you. Quick, quickly, while, we're in, while I'm in the, the motion, before I get into the message, while I'm in the thing of thanking people, how good is it that was people like Mariah and Sean, they lead you, the kids' ministry and they still help it out at youth. How, who's thankful for that? Cool. Pete, let's do this. So, is, it all, is that all cool? Yeah, we, oh, it's recorded. You could be in the podcast. Yeah, yeah. All right. So, um, we ready? We're ready? Top, bump your per, the person next to you and say, are you ready? Xavier, are you ready? So, tonight, tonight, say tonight. Tonight, who, who enjoyed the sleeping this morning? Come on. Oh, how good was that? Oh, there is a God. There is a God. Oh, there's nothing better than a good sleeping, yeah? Nothing better. Oh, so my uncle put up this post on Facebook this morning, and he's like, when you, um, you, double, you double prepare for, um, no, when you, I can't remember what it was, but it's like when you stuff up the, uh, what, what is this called, daylight savings or whatever it is, when you stuff it up and you get to church two hours early, so it's like you put the clock backwards rather than for, so rather than someone having an extra sleep in, they went an hour backwards, and so it's like they have like they get to church two hours early. I should have had the the I should have submitted the, the meme, but I didn't do it. Sorry guys, but that was had no thing. But tonight we are finishing up on a mini series called Bringing to Freedom. Say Bringing to Freedom. Thank you, Mariah. Say thank you, Mariah. Everybody. So Bringing to Freedom 2.0 is a title. Bringing to Freedom 2.0. So who, who remembers the last time I preached? There goes the tumbleweed. No one. Well, how blessed is one youth that I don't have to preach every week? Yeah? But I think it was maybe sometime last month, I, I preached a message about bringing to freedom. And so um, Pastor Rock, bringing to freedom 2.0, and I kept stuffing up and saying belonging to freedom or something, but it's supposed to be bringing to freedom. Hopefully I can get it right every time I say it tonight. The old podcast, listen to that, it was terrible. But bringing to freedom 2.0, and so at church, we know we are One Heart Church, so One Youth is the youth ministry of One Heart Church. Pastor Rob, our senior pastor, she had a prophetic message about bringing to freedom. And so then God said to Joshy, me, he said, Josh, you got um, to, basically in an impression, it wasn't like, Josh, it, like, it wasn't like talking through cards like, Josh, I am God. It was like, I just felt God say to me in my spirit, um, expand and unpack this for you so they can live it out. Because Pastor Rob had a great message about bringing to freedom. And he told me, Josh, you've got to expand on this for you so they can live it and apply it. Because if it's a prophetic message for church, we as a youth ministry got to be running in it and carrying it. Yeah? So who's cool for that? And so now, hopefully, you can remember this. So my last message, I've broken his message into two messages for us that are different but similar. But it was, um, so bringing to freedom 2.0, and the first one was, call me Philip. Who remembered that? Call me Philip. Tell the person next to you, you smell a bit like Philip. <laughs> Tell the person next to you, I think you smell even more like Philip. 
So, um, so Philip, is that one L or two L's? One L. Same as my middle name, Joshua Philip. But so Philip was a bloke in the Bible in Acts 8, 26 to 40. So if you want to take notes, write that down. Acts um, 8, 26 to, verse 26 to 40. We're not going to look at that right now, but that's just more if you wanted to have a read, look over what those was. And so this is, so basically, now Carmel, what's that song that was stuck in your head this afternoon? I hear the sound of a mighty rain coming. So Carmel's got this song, it says something like that, and she gets it stuck in her head. Who has ever had a song stuck in your head? So it's like, whether, so you, you, you're in bed, and um, who's seen Barnyard, and it's got the male cows of udders, and it's like so dodgy, but there's like that song, like, dum, dum, like, I get that in bed, I'll be in the bed, I'll have that, that, yeah, that's it, Sam's got it. Yeah, this whistle for us, Sam. I'll be in bed, and I'll just have that just bouncing around in my head, and I'll be like, in bed, then I'll be in the shower, and they'll be just like, get me going. But who knows what I'm talking about, there's just like, there's just songs that get stuck in your head. You'll be at work, you'll be in the car, and it's just trapped in your, your head. Whether for me, like I support the Richmond Tigers who have won two weeks in a row. Come on, somebody. And so I get the yellow and black stuck in my head. But there's also those, who, okay, here's an ad that hopefully stuck in your head. That one, the double corner store. Dum, 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 dum. People that don't live in Port Lincoln, you are so blessed you don't have our, our radio ads or TV ads. But who gets that stuck in your head? Nah, no one. So you're like, all I can think of is a dumb double corner store. But we, there's things that get stuck in your head. It doesn't matter where we go, it's just trapped. Who's ever had that feeling? Anyone? So we, we linked that to Philip in that Bible verse. And so what happens is Philip baptizes this person, gives him the dunk. Because baptism, for those that don't know what baptism is, it's, like, it's kind of like a marriage in the fact that a marriage is a public declaration. So it's like, you may kiss the bride. It's like a public declaration that they want to love each other forever. Baptism is a public declaration that we go, we, we want to have death to our old life and we want to have a new life of Jesus. So that's what baptism is. And so Philip baptizes a, um, this bloke called uh, a eunuch who was famous and popular, right? And so... Um, <laughs> Yeah, we won't go into unique all that stuff. That was for like the la- listen to the podcast or the last message for that. But it says Philip baptized this guy. Say dunked him. He dunked him, and then he pops up, and then it says the Holy Spirit snatched him away, and he popped up in another area. Hashtag teleport. Hashtag te- say hashtag teleport. So now it doesn't use that language because it said he was snatched away, but that was teleportation. That cools out. Who wants to be? Who wants to baptize someone and be teleported? Be like, be at, be at the, um, what's that part called on the, the, the jetty and you swim in it? The pontoon. Just be like, in the pontoon, dunk him. I'm in Maccas. Or dunk him. Oh, I'm in KFC. Who would love that? But it says, Philip dunks this guy, baptizes him, and then he snatched away, teleported to a new location. Then it said, for everywhere he went, he preached the good news about Christ. Or, and he preached the good news about Jesus. And so what we were saying is, just like when a song gets stuck in our head, just like that thing, everywhere we go, we've got to be the same person. When we're at youth, we speak Jesus. When we're at home, we speak Jesus. When we're in bed, we think Jesus. When we're in the shower, we think Jesus. When we're, we're in our school friends, we, we think Jesus. We speak Jesus. Work, wherever it is, Jesus has got to be where we go. Because Philip, didn't matter where he went, he was baptizing, teleported, boom, Jesus. Jesus there. 
And so we're going to have that same attitude that, call me Philip, you smell like Philip, you look like Philip. Not that we look like a dude or we look like Philip, but that everywhere we go, Jesus is going to be with us. And he's going to, he's going to be the message on our lips, right? And so then, then summing that up, and it was all about, just like this eunuch was open to knowing about Jesus, um, there's, Pastor Rob was telling us as a church and us for his youth ministry, we're going to be going to places where people are going to want to know Jesus through us. So Noah, at your workplace, who knows what it's like with dodginess, but I believe there's going to be people after you and the Jesus that you have in your life. Because we're coming into a season, that one heart church, where people are bringing to freedom. We see people like Claire, her, her family starting to come to church. Why? Because we're bringing to freedom. And we're going to see that more and more. And I believe that if you, if you believe for it, we're going to see people in our schools, teachers. And so this is what it says here. It said, the eunuch was a man of great influence. And so we're going to have people in our life, whether it's our bosses, our teachers, our parents, people of great influence in our life, we're going to be bring, they're going to be brought to freedom through us like Philip. So tell the person next to you, call me Philip. But now we're getting into tonight's message, which is part two, call me Andrew. So, uh, sorry girls, there's only boys' names, but these are the guys in the Bible. So tell the person next to you, call me Andrew. And so, or tell, tell that other opposite neighbor, you smell like Andrew. You smell like Andrew. <laughs> you smell like Andrew. And so, um, so with this, who has ever had the desire for something so bad? You're just like, I want it. I, like, I, I, has anyone seen Napoleon Dynamite? And it's like, there's that, there's that guy, um, there's, this, there's this, this guy that's trying to sell like Tupperware. And it's like, this guy's like, try and rip that. And the guy's like, I can't do it. And then there's like this, there's this boy, and then the wife's like, I want it. But who's, who's ever had something that's like, I need that. I want that. I desire it so desperately. Anyone? Is it, okay, I'll give you some examples because you're not getting along. Who, who loves gaming? Like, who's ever been to EB Games and is like, I want that game. No, no, no. I need that game. Who's had that desire, hey? Um, or it could be, there's a new clothing store open. You're like, I need to go in there. I want to go in there. Anyone? No. Um, you see, you see. Like KFC has some new double double fried fatty chicken wings. You're like I need that chicken. I want that chicken. Yeah, no. Everyone have these desires. Um, or could be you're seeing a new meme or YouTube video of a life hack, and you're like, I need to do that. I want to do that. Not just me. Okay. Um, or or you got your VR horse lassoing game, and you're like, I need to lasso that horse. Not me. But. So, but yeah, just me. Or you go, bacon nuggets. I need those bacon nuggets. Nah, best thing, chicken nuggets and bacon mixed together, bacon nuggets. Nah, no one wants them. Okay. <laughs> exactly. But so I'll, I'll try to now bring it, drive it to somewhere else. There can be these things that we're like, I need that so bad. I want that so bad. But when these, these things, who often has a desire for something and want, then brings other people to that desire? So it could be like Sam has this new guitar and he goes, Josh, you've got to come check out this guitar. It's so good. It might be Jared, like the Batman VR. Josh, you've got to come see this Batman VR. Who knows what I'm talking about? When there's something so good, people will bring others with them to see that goodness. Yeah? Yeah, no. Nah, it might be like, come check out this pontoon at the, at the jetty. We've got to see it. Come with me, Claire. Come with me, Xavier. No. Nah. Everyone know no one has had desires? No one's, yeah, we have. Exactly. Sure, I might be like, come play for Wayback. They're the best. Come. And so my example didn't go very good. But basically, 
basically, we're going to, if you get ready in your Bibles, go to John chapter 1. John chapter 1. And so that's, uh, if you divide your Bible in the middle, open it up. It's on the back half after Luke and before Acts. And no, it's before, no, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, Acts. Yeah, so in between Luke and Acts, if you're near those Bible verses, John's in the middle there. So John 1. But there's this bloke in John 1 called Andrew, right? And so, for example, who's, who's heard of the, to un- unpack this, who's heard of the term um, Christ or Messiah? Christ or Messiah. Now, Christ isn't Jesus' last name. It's a title. So it would be like saying general or captain. And so what Messiah or Christ, it's the same thing. It means anointed one or chosen one. So when they talk about Jesus the Christ, Jesus the Messiah, they're saying Jesus the anointed one, Jesus the chosen one. So, and so basically we're trying to get a lot of history of Bible college into like, say, a 30-second statement. People in this time, like Andrew, were expecting this Messiah. They were expecting this chosen one. So just like I'm expecting the release of the new Star Wars Battlefront game, just like I'm expecting um, to have a beautiful ice cream cake, and I want to bring people along to that because that's what we're desiring. Andrew was desiring this Jesus. He was desiring this anointed one, this chosen one. So that's a bit of the, 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 the topic for this Bible verse. So we've got to understand that. Jesus was what people were looking for, and that's what they desired, right? So he was the wow of their life. Cool? So we, who's in John chapter 1? Look, Sam's in. Is anyone going to join Sam in John chapter 1? So I'll quickly read from 30, verse 35 to 42, and then we'll see where God takes us. Is everyone cool for that? So let's do this. The following day... John was again standing with two of his disciples as Jesus walked by. John looked at him and declared, Look, there is a Lamb of God. When John's two disciples heard this, they followed Jesus. Awkward, calling someone a lamb. Hey. Jesus looked around and saw them following. What do you want? He asked them. They replied, Rabbi, which means teacher. Say, teacher. Why are you, why are you, why are you, where are you staying? Thank you, Charlotte. Who, I dare you to tell one of your teachers at school. G'day, Rabbi. They were like, what the heck? Um, try that. See how it goes down. Mr. Rabbi or something. Mrs. Rabbi. They're like, what the heck is this person doing? You're obviously not Christian. No, let's look. Let's say, come and, where are you staying? Come and see, he said. It was about four o'clock in the afternoon when they went with him to the place where he was staying. And they rem- remained with him to the rest of the day. Andrew, say Andrew. Simon Peter's brother was one of these men who heard what John said and then followed Jesus. Andrew went to find his brother Simon and told him, We have found the Messiah, which means Christ. Then Andrew brought Simon to meet Jesus. Looking intently at Simon, Jesus said, Your name is Simon, son of John, but you will be called Peter. Another name which is Peter. Let's just say Peter. Is that cool? And so um, that's it. I'm going to pray and Let's believe that God will um, speak to, the, to us through that. Yeah, is that cool? So, Holy Spirit, we thank you that you're with us right now, that you're, you're going to speak to our spirits. You're going to speak to us in our hearts, into our core. We believe there's going to be a fire burning us for bringing to freedom. We thank you for the message that Pastor Rob has prophetically spoken over this church, over this youth ministry. And God, we don't just want to be someone that hears it and go, yeah, that's cool. But we want to go, yes, we agree with that, and we're going to live that out. We're going to be, make sure that we don't neglect it, 
for we do everything that we can to see that fulfilled. And God, we just thank you that we're going to be like Philip, we're going to be like Andrew, and that you're just going to wow us right now. And everyone said, Amen. So now we're going to go to another part of the Bible quickly, and that's in Matthew 16. So if you go to Matthew 16. So um, I'll quickly break down those things that we saw there in 1 John. But it says that um, we saw there that Andrew go gets his brother Simon, who then was called Peter, to meet Jesus because he was a Messiah, the anointed one, the appointed one that they were looking for. He was aware of, oh, we need Jesus. And so that's why Andrew brought, um, brought Simon to that. And so he was bringing to freedom. He brought um, Simon to freedom. But it says that he got his name changed to Peter. And so, um, but the, the cool thing was that when Peter connected to Jesus, his name was changed from Simon to Peter, right? And so what does that mean? Now, if we look at the, um, before we go to that, Matthew 16, 13 to 20. Matthew 16, 13 to 20. Uh, here we go. Peter's declaration about Jesus. This is what it says. When Jesus came to the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, "Do people, who do people say that, the, the, who, how do I rewind? Who do people say that the Son of Man is? Well, they replied, some say John the Baptist, some say Elijah, others say Jeremiah or one of the other prophets such as Pastor Josh. Then he asked them, but who do you say I am? Oh, that wasn't in there, was it? Uh, Simon Peter answered, you are the Messiah, the Son of the living God. Who knows we serve a living God? Yeah, come on, somebody. We serve a God who's alive. Jesus replied, you are blessed. Come on, who was a blessing? Yeah. Who, who is blessed? Yeah. So Simon, you are blessed, Simon, son of John, because my Father in heaven has revealed this to you. You do not. Le- you did not learn this from any human being. Now I say to you that you are Peter, which means rock. Say rock. The rock is in the house. Upon this rock I will build my church, and all the powers of hell will not conquer it. I will give you the keys of the kingdom. Whatever you forbid on earth will be forbidden in heaven, and whatever you permit on earth will be permitted in heaven. Boom. So many that, that there, the more I read that, it's just like my mind just goes, God, we believe that. But I'm going to just pick bit by bit with that quickly, and we'll munch it like a cow and see what it means. But it says there, Simon, so it was a common name back in this, that day. Simon was quite a common name. Still hear quite a few Simons around the place. But um, and then it said, um, the Greek version of the Hebrew name Simon means reed-like or grass-like. So tell the person actually, weedy or reedy. Sorry, no, reedy, reedy or grassy. Who who reckons that would be a cool name to be called grass-like or reed-like? Yeah, who would, who would like to be known as a, a grass-like, reed-like person? Just oh, who who has who, seen those things and they're like they're blowing like. That's pretty much what his name was. That's that's what Simon was. One of those things. It's like. But then it says, Jesus speaks to him and goes, no, you know what? You're not going to be called Reed. You're going to be called Rock. You're going to be a solid person, yeah? How cool is that? And so, um, uh, and so Jesus prophetically renamed Peter to be Rock. And so someone, um, so someone being Peter who once was affected by the world around them is now solid and strong and doesn't be affected by the things around them. And so why? Because, 
And why did this happen? Because he received from heaven a revelation of Jesus when the Holy. And so you know what? When the Holy Spirit comes upon you, when and you'll start getting revelations from heaven that I don't teach you, that the person doesn't next to you doesn't teach you, that you then go, I know who Jesus is, I know what He wants to do in my life, and and that stuff can only come from heaven. And when that does, the things in our life will change. So Simon was a reed that became a rock, and that so he wasn't like a physical reed. Obviously, that's his character, but then his character became like a rock. But when we let the Holy Spirit come and come upon us, come speak to us, there'll be times where the weaknesses in our lives will become a strength. There'll be times where we'll, we'll see things that go, wow, that, that blow us away. And so then, but the other things here that I like that talked about, um, uh, and on this rock, I'll build my church. And so the youth church is built on people and the Holy Spirit comes upon them and speaks to them in a fresh way where they go, I have a revelation now. I know what it is for myself. Then it says that the, the, um, the powers of hell will not conquer it. And as Pastor David talked about last week with Pete, and he had me and a few other guys stand behind him, that we're not by ourselves. God is on our side, and nothing can be in, in a way of what our future holds. And the last thing there, it says that whatever we, we have the keys to the kingdom, whatever we forbid here will be fitting in heaven. And what that's meaning is that whatever we believe, whatever is in heaven, we can see it on earth. Whatever is in heaven, we can see a reality right here with us. And so as a youth minister, we've got to go, God, help me know what heaven's like so I can bring that here. Help me know what heaven's like so I can see that at school, at work, at home. But then this is the most famous Pentecostal verse. Who's ready for it? The most famous Pentecostal Bible verse ever. And I love it. It's such an encouraging one. Acts 1.8 says this, but you will receive power. Say power. Like you believe it. Power. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you'll be my witnesses telling people about me everywhere. Wow. Call me Philip. That's what Philip did. He received power from the Holy Spirit so that he would then be a witness everywhere he went. And you know what? When we have the Holy Spirit come upon us like uh, like Simon did, he then was um, able to be a rock and be a witness everywhere he went. And, and But then, um, so from that, I want to go to Romans 10, 17. It says this. We heard this in my first one. Faith comes from hearing, and that is hearing the good news about Christ. And so when we are bringing the good news everywhere we go, like Philip, people will have, the, um, will have faith come into their life. And so faith, what's faith, Josh? Hebrews 11 is a, a chapter in the Bible all about faith. So if you look at Hebrews chapter 11, you'll see faith everywhere. But I'm just going to pick a few verses about that so that we can unpack it and see how we're going. So this is what Hebrews 11, um, 33 to 34 says. By faith, these people over, um, overthrew kingdoms, ruled with justice, and received what God had promised them. They shut the mouths of lions and quenched the flames of fire, escaped death by the edge of the sword. Their weakness was turned to strength. I'm going to repeat that. Their weakness was turned to strength. They became strong in battle and put whole armies to flight. Now, how cool is that? Their weaknesses was turned to strength through faith. And so when we have faith, when we hear the good news about Jesus, faith enters our hearts. And then just like Simon became reed to rock, our weaknesses will become strength. Um, skip down a few verses, and it says in Hebrews 11, 39 to 40, it says this, All these people earned a good reputation a good reputation because of their faith. Yet none of them received all that God had promised, for God had something better in mind for us. Tell the person next to you, God has something better in mind for you. 
believe it. Tell the person to God has something better in mind for you. God has something better in mind for us. And so it doesn't matter what weaknesses we have. doesn't matter what things that we do dodgy. God has a better plan for us. And so, um, and who believes that, that our weaknesses can become strength and that we can do mighty feats on earth? I believe that we can. Now, um, Luke 19, you don't have to go there, but there's a guy called Zacchaeus. Everyone say Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus, the zucchini farmer. Not really. He did not farm zucchinis. I just thought it was Z and Z. So um, if I had a son, Zacchaeus, I wanted to become a zucchini farmer. Zacchaeus is a zucchini farmer. But that's not what happens. So this guy, Zacchaeus, was vertically challenged. Who knows what that means? Who knows, who knows someone who's vertically challenged? Anyone? Carmel, Amy. Amy knows what someone vertically challenged means. So horizontally blessed means that you're growing outwards. And vertically challenged means you're low to the ground. That means if you fall, you don't fall far. Um, it means you're being polite. No, not sorry. Being not polite is saying you're a midget, shorty. Yeah. So that's what being vertically challenged was. This guy, Zacchaeus, was a midget. He was a shorty. He was vertically challenged, right? And so if you read in Luke 19... It, there's a big crowd. Say big crowd. There's a mob crowd. Yeah, people everywhere, all wanting to see Jesus. And so, obviously, if you've been a midget, if you're vertically challenged, you'll find it hard to see Jesus amongst the crowd. Yeah. Who's ever been short in a big crowd and you've had to just hold onto your parents' hand because you can't see anywhere you're going? Yeah. And so Zacchaeus was like that. He was he was an adult kid in the fact that he was an adult in a kid's body because he couldn't see anyone. So he had this disadvantage to see Jesus. But what happens is he goes, he had life hack. There's a tree there. He climbs a tree and sees Jesus. How good's that? See a tree, climb a tree, see Jesus. And so we see there. Now, this is another message in itself, which I don't want to preach, but I'm going to go with there. His disadvantage became his advantage. So the very thing that stopped him from seeing Jesus caused him to climb a tree. And then from being in the tree, Jesus saw him. And so out of everyone in the crowd, he says, hey, you, Zacchaeus, who's ever had someone to say, hey, you, Sam? And you're like, I don't know you, but they know me. Who's ever had that? It's awkward as. But that's what Zacchaeus had. He's like, uh, Jesus knows who I am. Uh, okay. But the very thing that stopped Zacchaeus from seeing Jesus was the very thing that Jesus saw him. And so with Simon Peter, when he was Simon, being a reed-like, his weakness became a rock, his strength. And I believe for every one of us here, just like Zacchaeus had his disadvantage, that thing can be our advantage. The very thing that stops us from witnessing about Jesus, the very thing that can stop us from doing what God wants us to do, can be the very thing that Jesus uses to do what he wants to get done. Who believes that? Yeah? We get the delicious, come on, let's get that going. Um, the very, and so, um, and so, for example, I know a girl who used to come to youth, and if she was to come, five people would come. Ten people would come. There'd be more than just her, guaranteed. And so, um, and so, for example, and so, what I'm saying about this, some people could look at that and they go, and that's a blessing that God's gifted them with about gathering and bringing and all that kind of stuff. But then some people would go, um, oh, this is unfair. She comes and brings everyone. But um, wait, well, I know. And so we might say, oh, I'm not inviting her. Um, she, um, 
and because and we could get jealous and be offended by the blessings that God has given around her. Why well, do I want to bring her? Because she'll be more popular than me or something. But we've got to go, we've got to be unoffendable and go, you know what, God, just like si- just like Andrew brought Simon to Jesus, we've got to be people that go, you know what? We see whether someone's blessed, someone's got things going good in their life, we're going to bring them in and we're going to see them be fruitful in the kingdom of God. Now, I should have, my notes wasn't the best here, but I should have flipped this around. But when we see this Simon Peter bloke, there's a times that come where he denies Jesus three times, which means that he pretty much says to Jesus, if you're going to die, I'll die with you. And Jesus says, hey, Simon, or hey, Pete, I love what I love the fact that you say that, but you are going to deny me three times. And then this rooster crows and, he, and Simon goes, oh, man. I denied Jesus three times that I didn't even know him. And so he was reed-like. He was very, like, shaky and was influenced by the people around him. But what happens then in Acts 2.41, which is awesome, that it says that Peter, this guy Peter preaches and 3,000 people get saved, that they actually come to know Jesus for a real way for themselves. And so despite the, the weaknesses that Peter had, God still used him to do mighty, awesome things. And so for us... And then, but so and so, um, he he was reading was a reed and weak, but he became a rock of strength. But that's all because of Andrew. If Andrew never brought him to Jesus in the first place, he would have never done the blessings in the first place. Yes, did he have weaknesses? Do we have weaknesses? Yes, but it we then will have strengths to do things for the kingdom of God. But it all became because of that Andrew. So you got to tell that person next to you, you look like Andrew to me. You you look like an Andrew to me. Because the Pete, and so if you're here and you've brought someone to you tonight, I want to encourage you for being an Andrew. Because when some when people get brought in, that's when they get to know Jesus, and that's when things change and their weaknesses become strengths for the kingdom of God. How cool is that? Who believes that we can see that here? And so um, Andrew didn't let fame get in the way. He didn't think, oh, Pete's going to become this famous preacher that sees three thousand people get saved. He goes, you know what? He just needs Jesus, and we've got to have that attitude. And how cool was Pastor David Bagley's story last week from church where he said someone just brought his dad to church. Now him and his brother, one of his brothers are youth pastors, doing stuff for the kingdom of God simply because someone brought their dad. And we can have that same influence in Port Lincoln. We can see whole families change. We can see um, future kids that don't even exist yet be doing mighty things for God because someone brought them to youth. And we've got to believe that we can see that here. And 2 Kings 4 if you listen to the podcast on my last message as well about the bring, bringing to freedom 2.0, call me Philip. I, we looked at a story in 2 Kings 4 about this lady that had a little bit of olive oil. And from that little bit of olive oil was filling up continuous jars of, full of oil. And so we might go, God, I got nothing. I'm so weak. I'm so useless. But we just get a little bit of oil and we go, we're just going to give what we've got. We're just going to give what we've got. God will use that to fill others. And God will use that to to fill other people. And so I want to encourage each one of you, your nothing is a something that you have the ability to be Andrew, you have the ability to be a Philip, and that we're going to see bringing to freedom be a real thing for one youth, that we're going to see a new season of people being brought, people connecting to Jesus in a real way where they go, I just want to serve him for the rest of my life. Is that cool? So I'm just going to pray and we're done. God, we just thank you that you've spoken to us tonight. We thank you that we're going to be Philip's that just like when songs get stuck in this, our head, doesn't matter where we go, we can't escape it. But it doesn't matter where we go, we want to just bring you. 
that in our smile, in our language, in our tone, we just bring Jesus. That, that the good news about you just follows everywhere that we go. As the Bible says, that the redeemed of the Lord say so. And we're redeemed and we want to say so. We want to speak out and we want to bring you everywhere we go. God, even as we saw there in the most famous Pentecostal Bible verse, we will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon us. And God, we want to receive your power. We want to receive your Holy Spirit that as what we do, we can be a witness everywhere we go. That as we, and all that we do, people will know you. And even as um, it, it said with Simon Peter, as he had the revelation from you, God, he was able to then do, uh, that God has had so many blessings upon his life. God, we just believe that we're going to have revelations from you when you come upon us, that we'll be blessed, that we'll just be able to do the things that other people would not normally do. And that our, our weirdness in our life, God, the things that make us shake, that you can change it into a stone, that we can be solid, that we know what we're doing, that we're not easily shaken. And we just believe, God, that um, whether we're listening on the podcast, whether we're in this room right now, that you are going to do amazing things in our life this week, that we can be Phillips and we can be Andrews, we can be bringers and we can be sharers. And everyone said, amen. How cool. I hope you're blessed by that. Um, and I really want us to really encourage each other. When, when one of your friends brings someone to youth, we've got to call them Andrew.